Do you want to reach your full kingdom potential? Welcome to Walking in the Spirit with Carlos Rivera. Listen, it's not enough to desire something. You gotta do something. Man, I gotta say that one more time. It's not enough to desire something. You gotta do something. It's time to take action and connection, involvement and commitment to the next level. Here's Carlos Rivera. We're prepared to do battle, prepared and ready for whatever the enemy has for us, prepared for whatever happens in our lives. Amen. I'm going to entitle our time together, Prepared to Fight. In Psalms 56, 11, God's word says this, In love have I put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do to me. In God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do to me. Wow, what a powerful statement the psalmist makes. We have to come to grip with something that's very, very serious, that we are no longer a Christian nation. I mean, right now, there's so many things happening in our nation. Things have just shifted. God is quickly being eliminated from our society and abolished from any appropriate consideration. To love the Lord and have faith in God is to be outdated, irrelevant, and closed-minded. That's what the world says about those that have faith in the Lord. But 1 Corinthians 1.18 says this, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. We should understand that this is the norm. This is really how the world sees the church, how the world sees you and I as people who are irrelevant, closed-minded, old-fashioned. And listen, we know that what we follow in our belief system and who we follow in Christ, it's not an old system. It's not old-fashioned. It's living with the values, living with the right values, the right morals that actually are established by God. And when we do that, that never goes out of fashion. Come on, somebody. That is always the right thing to do, no matter what anyone says. Amen. Accept opposition as proof of your progress. So if you feel people are pushing back on you, on the way you talk, on what you say, then guess what? That is just the norm. When you're doing that, you must be doing the right thing. Amen. And I know that God is doing great and mighty things in all of our lives. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. Today's popular culture and mainstream media is painting such a distorted picture of what Jesus followers look like. They think that just because we stand on God's word that we can't think for ourselves. What they don't realize is that the truth found in the Bible is transformational and it's the source of our freedom. In Galatians 5 chapter 1, God's word says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. That's found in Galatians uh, chapter 5 verse 1. Warfare always surrounds the birth of a miracle. Every time God does something great and mighty, there's normally a great opposition that comes before it. Miracles are preceded by a struggle. Listen, the lady with the issue of blood had to press through the crowd. The Hebrew boys had to pass through the fire. Daniel had to be put in a lion's den. See, the devil will always try harder when the miracle gets closer. Ephesians 6.12 says this, Remember, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, 
but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. The spiritual battle is real. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. Many Christians only believe what they can see. The enemy has them believing that there is no spiritual warfare. Some folks are just in a comfort zone and they believe that just because they are in a comfort zone means that everything is okay around them. And what's happening is the enemy is so slick, amen? And if he can keep us believing that there's really no war going on, that there's really no major thing happening, then we can just be there, be idle, and just be non-connecting to what's going on around us seriously. But the moment you start praying and seeking the Lord and start entering the spirit realm, you'll realize that we are in a battle. We are in a war. The battle that we're fighting is for the souls of men. And we need to understand sometimes we need to fight the battle for others that don't understand what's going on. So many times we find ourselves blaming people and blaming the government and blaming all these things. Listen, it's true. There are definitely situations that we're being opposed by. But remember that we're fighting an enemy. We're fighting a devil who is slick, an enemy who is using and influencing people around us. So be careful that we don't get so caught up in the earthly realm that we miss out on the spirit realm is where the battle is really taking place. We fight an enemy of lies. That's right. We fight an enemy of lies. The Bible says that the devil is the liar. He's the father of all lies. He's been lying since the beginning. He'll continue to lie. And we have to be careful. You know, it's very easy for us to understand, even as Christians, that we can be conditioned to believe that we are battling a philosophical concept and moral differences or political points of view. Listen, many have created their own reality, which makes their truth relative, not absolute. We need to know that what we're fighting is imaginations as well. Things that come into people's minds and people's hearts. Things that sound good, but they're not God. Come on, somebody. Romans 1, 25, they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. Mm. See, the enemy is the master of the art of illusion. He's an expert at making things appear larger than they really are. Many of us have side view mirrors on our cars to help us see vehicles on our perimeters, right? But those mirrors are usually magnified to widen our view. The enemy is just like that mirror. When the enemy amplifies your problem, begin to magnify the Lord. In Psalms chapter 34, verse 3, God says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name forever. I love that. Love it, love it, love it. In Psalms 34, David understands this particular concept. He understands the principle of magnifying the Lord because when you make the Lord big. When you magnify God in your life, like many of us getting up first thing in the morning to seek the Lord and making him bigger than our day, bigger than our situations, bigger than the trials that we may be going through. When we begin to magnify the Lord, then everything else around us gets smaller. Magnify the name of the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Battle is the opportunity to prove what you believe. 
Battle is the opportunity to prove what you believe. When our faith is tested in battle, it develops the character of God in us. Absolutely, it's the testing of the battle. It's testing our perseverance, our endurance. And you know what happens is it's testing our faith. Whenever we get into a battle, it begins to test the faith. Battle proves what you believe. Faith that can't be tested can't be trusted. So we need to understand that God will also allow things. Okay, that's not always just the enemy. Sometimes God will allow things to test our faith. He wants to trust us with bigger and better things. And and sometimes he wants to make sure that we can handle what it feels like to get there. Joseph proved that opposition is the wave that takes you from the pit to the palace. Come on, somebody. The size of your enemy determines the size of your reward. Oh, man. Always know that God is going to reward you. God is always going to bless you, especially when you endure battles. When you come on the other side of the testing and you pass the test, then, man, God will always reward you in one way or another. Sometimes we stay in tests longer than we need to because we're not asking the right questions. We're asking, Lord, why is this happening? When we should be asking, Lord, what should I be learning through this? David had to defeat a giant, but it led to a giant reward. The enemy used a sword and shield, but David used what he knew stones and a slingshot. That was familiar for David. He used what he had. What does that mean? That means you already have what you need in your life to overcome the battles that are before you. Take what you know. That's why we need to stay in God's word and learn God's word so that we can use God's word in our battles and begin to declare the sword of the spirit. Come on, somebody. One thing for sure, do not let any enemy decide the timing of battle nor the weapons you will use. It was funny how Saul gave David all his armor and David said, man, this stuff don't fit. <laughs> this stuff this stuff is huge, man. It's, it's designed for you, man. I'm just a kid. I don't need all that, man. I just just give me some stones and let me use my, my slingshot. And that's all I need because that's all I know. And it's been effective enough to kill bears and to kill lions. I love it. Remember, in 2 Corinthians 10.4, God's word says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. So we need to understand that the tools and the weapons that we need They're not from things of this world. When you're fighting a spiritual battle, you need the things that are mighty in the spirit realm. And that's the word of God. And that's prayer. And that's faith. Amen. And to trust the Lord and declare his promises. Listen, prayer makes us battle ready because prayer is the battle. So when we pray, we are fighting in the spirit realm. That's why it's so important for us to continue to gather together in prayer and believe God for great and mighty things. Amen. Listen, right now, right where you are, just begin to lift your hands. Just begin to give praise and glory and honor to the Lord. Heavenly Father, we just thank you and we praise you. You are a good God, a mighty God, and an awesome God. And we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name for all that you're doing in our lives. We thank you, Lord God, for your for your word that is so powerful, Lord God, for your word that makes us ready for battle, that makes us prepared to fight, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. 
And Lord, I just thank you, Lord God, for our nation right now, Lord God, for, for this society that is constantly pushing back against the Christian realm. I pray for your salvation, for revival, for the church, for salvation, for the lost and the broken, for the healing of our nation as well, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Touch every politician, Lord God. Let them come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Lord God, show up in their dreams, begin to invade their dreams and in their hearts and in their minds that they will truly have an encounter with you in Jesus' name. And Father God, we thank you that today we can live in your freedom, Lord God, that we know that he who the Son sets free is free indeed. And we thank you, Lord God, for the freedom that every one of us has in you, oh God. Thank you, Jesus, for going to the cross for us and paying the price for our sin. And Father, in Jesus' name, I pray you will open our spiritual eyes to see the battle that is really going on out there, Lord God. To see, Lord God, that the battle's for the souls of men, that the battle, Lord God, is for eternity, Lord God. So in Jesus' name, I just thank you and I praise you, Lord God. And instead of complaining and whining, teach us to pray. Teach us to come before you, O oh God, and to promote change, Lord Father, through your Holy Spirit, through the power of prayer, through the angels that are being released even right now, Lord God, into the battlefield, Lord Father, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord God, that we can walk in your truth, that your word is the truth, Father God, and we know that the truth will make us free. So in Jesus' name, let your truth resound throughout our nation nation, our workplace, wherever we are, Lord God, let our lives speak and walk the truth, Father God, because we know, Lord Father, that that is the hope of this world, that it's the truth of Jesus Christ, of, of your love for us, Lord God. Let that become a reality to people around us and communicating and spending time with us. Let our hearts and our minds be filled with your Holy Spirit so much, oh God, that people around us will sense the difference, Lord God. And Father, we just thank you that even now we can lift up the name of Jesus, that it will draw all men unto him. Lord God, that we can just draw all men unto him, Father, through the, the lifting up of your name, through constant prayer and supplication, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, that we don't need to worry. You said to not be anxious, oh God, in the name of Jesus, not worry or be anxious, but all things through prayer and supplication make our request be known to you, Lord God, with thanksgiving, hallelujah. And Lord, we thank you that even now you are listening to our time of prayer. You're inclining your ear towards us and you're moving on our behalf. And Father God, we just thank you for the victory, Lord God. You're such a good God. You're such an awesome and mighty God. We thank you for those that are being saved, those that are being healed right now, those that are being delivered, whose chains are being broken right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father God, for, for moving in a great and mighty way. We thank you for provision, for providing for every need. Lord, you know exactly what they need. So Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, that you are Jehovah Jireh, 
our provider. So thank you, Lord God. We thank you for restoration of lives and marriages and relationships and families, oh God. In Jesus' name, continue, oh God, to move upon our sons and daughters, Lord God, to continue to move, Lord God, upon our colleagues and those at work, continue to move upon their hearts and minds that they'll be drawn to you, Father, in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Father God, for every provision financially as well, Lord God. I continue to pray, Lord God, for your blessing upon my brothers and sisters, Lord God. I just speak strength over bodies that are hurting right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Let your spirit rise up within them. Let faith arise. Let the enemy be scattered right now in Jesus' name. And Father, thank you for the victory, Lord God. We praise you for it. We celebrate it because you are a faithful, reliable, and dependable God. And we're always gonna make sure, oh Lord, that we give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise for everything that's going on around us in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Just put your hands together, begin to praise him. And you know, I want to thank you guys for joining me. One thing I know, from especially from the testimonies I've heard, how God has slowly been changing lives. You know, sometimes God heals instantaneously. Sometimes there's a move of the spirit and people are healed on the spot. But other times God heals incrementally. He heals just a little bit at a time. He begins to deal with our hearts. He deals with our minds. And of course, he slowly begins to shift our faith to trust them. And as our faith grows, the healing begins and God begins to do great and mighty things. So just realize that you might not be healed in the moment, but you're being healed day by day. If God is for us, who can be against us? Amen. Romans 8.31. Well, praise God. Well, listen, have a wonderful, wonderful day. And remember, when you're walking in the spirit, you won't fulfill the desires of the flesh. Walking in the Spirit with Carlos Rivera. Don't forget to share this podcast. Let us know how God is working in your life and how we can pray for you. If you wonder about it, wander around it, worry about it, join us for fresh inspiration and motivation from the Word of God with new episodes available every Friday. Connect with Carlos at carlosmrivera.com.